this is Dr. Nikki Ziegler. I am back with another fall, the, the Herpreneur virtual book tour. We're over um, 80, about 80 women, 80 women from all over the world, even overseas is coming and sharing their passion, their amazing book. Listen, go ahead and share this live. Go ahead and tell me, hey, Dr. Nikki, I see you. I see you. I see you. Um, go ahead and uh, let me know that you're on here. Um, nothing like support, nothing like support. Um, so for the next 14, 15 days, I'll be interviewing phenomenal women of God who have decided to launch their book, Tina. I see you, Tina Ramsey. Thank you for sharing my post. I love you, girl. Listen, it's going down. If you have not followed the Herpreneur Network, you got to follow the Herpreneur Network. We have some amazing women, over 2,200 Christian women. Can't talk today. Christian women in business that are doing some amazing things. On Facebook, 14,000. On, on on Clubhouse, 1,000. We're always somewhere. You're going to catch one of the amazing herbassadors and the Herpreneur Network. Next week, we're coming to Destin, Florida. Next week, next week, Destin, Florida, Dr. Connie Stewart, um, Dr. Yvonne Capehart, Shakira McFadden. Dr. Shakira McFadden going to be there. Uh, Providence Candy Baylor will be in the building. Uh, Lady Patricia Anderson is speaking. Helen Means is speaking. Coach Helen Means is speaking. Um, it's in Destin, Florida next week. If you cannot make it, which registration closed now, you can do it on a virtual experience. We got a, a high-end fashion show, all-white party, and guess what? We are all Christian in business, Christian women in business, authors, teachers, coaches, trainers, prophetess, all kind of women. Come together to fix crown and apologize for absolutely nothing. I actually found my theme song. I put it in the Herbestus group. It's by Carrie, um, uh, what was it, Carrie Underwood. I am a champion. That's our new theme song for the Herpreneur Network. And don't forget, I have an anthology coming of 365 women. Um, I'm looking for 365 women to walk uh, to write this 365 days of affirmation for Christian women in business. If you are interested in helping me to write this anthology, um, the book comes out March. Um, it's for Christian women business. Um, and so it's going to be phenomenal. So if you want, if you're interested in inbox me, hey, Dr. Nikki, I want to jump on. Also, don't forget that the Herpreneur um, Camp is coming November 1st through 5th. We're looking for speakers, speakers, speakers. So if you have a couple of speakers that, that you want to show me, hey, Dr. Nikki, I think she'll be great. Go ahead and join in and let's connect because it's all about fixing crowns and loving each other. So those are the news we have. Let's get into this interview. We have an amazing, amazing, amazing Southern Belle. She's a Southern Belle just like me. And y'all know we country with it. But we have an amazing Southern Belle that I'm joining in on this fabulous virtual book tour. Um, no other than Prophetess Alicia Brown. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the people who you are. I love your outfit. So cute. Come thank on. you. Thank you. Hello. Hello, everybody. A lot of people know I am Prophet Alicia Brown, also known as the Metamorphosis Purpose Coach. And I come, I am a best-selling author. And many have heard about my book, my anthology, uh, from the pit of pain to the paradigm of purpose. So I come to share a little bit since Diary of a Single Mom series. Now, 
Here comes from the pit of pain to the paradigm of purpose. So I am super, super excited. Thank you so much, Dr. Nikki, for having me. Yes. Yes, it yes. Really exciting. I, see, I see your people are starting to come in. My people come in. <laughs> hey, Kimberly. Thank you. Speak to your people, girl. Hello, Kimberly. Hello, Miss Neva. Hey, glad y'all joining in. What do Miss Neva do? Come on, let's talk to the people. Look, that's that. Look, Miss Neva, that's the Diamond Sharpens Diamond Coach. Okay, come on, her, her method with the Diamond Sharpens Diamond. She know I love her for her Diamond Sharpens Diamonds because it is truly, it is the truth. It is okay. the truth. It make you want to go get you a jeweler and go make sure that you get the real diamonds and not the ones that look like they diamonds. So that, that that's definitely that's my girl. I love her. That's my sis. She has she's awesome. She is so so awesome. I'm actually doing a show next month uh, for five days. I'm bringing in coaches from all over the world. We interviewing these coaches because I feel like God has ordained this show to be the pillar of opening up doors for more people. Mm -hmm. So come on, Diamond. Come on, Prophets. Inbox me and let me know you want to come on the show. and be. <laughs> yes. You have to do shows like this to take these shows and put them on your website. Y'all know I'm at Brandon now. Take them and put them mm -hmm. on your website. Take them and put them on your page. You can find your show on our YouTube channel. Google me. Google me. I was just telling the prophetess earlier. I had a young lady inbox me. She said, well, how do I know you're real? Baby, Google us. Find us. We're available. So, you know, we got to have that going. So tell us more about, you know, who you are, what made you write this book. Because I don't know. Y'all don't like you. <laughs> That's who well, to be honest with you, it was all God. You know, Jeremiah 29 and 11. For I know the plans that I have for you for, I know the thoughts that I have towards you and that's for us to prosper. So honestly, the writing journey started when I was a single mom Okay. and I used to always love to journal. That was my way of expressing myself on paper because I felt like I couldn't express myself to people. Hello, Miss Carlina. I couldn't express myself to people because they didn't understand me. They didn't understand where I came from. I, I'm a unique individual. So it was it was frustrating. So I began writing as a therapy. It started as therapy for me and it still is. So moving forward, God told me one day, he said, you're going to be an author. And I said, who's going to be an author? Hmm. And he said, you're going to be an author and you're going to be a best-selling author. And you're going to share your story with not just the world, but with nations. Hmm. And I said, okay. And before you knew it, by the time I got done with my journaling, he said, now I want you to type it up. Not realizing that he was setting me up to become an author. My God. That and, from, and from that point, he elevated and he said to me, he said, you're my scribal writer. You're not just a prophet where I, I use you as my mouthpiece, where you speak the messages and you give the words, but also I need you to do it on paper as well. So then that's when he began to teach me how to scribal write and how to prophetically write and apply the messages that he wanted his people to read. 
So that's where my writing began. And it expanded to the point where now I teach. I have Kingdom Writing University where I teach people how and what it means to be a prophetic writer, what it means to scribal write. And I use the example, I use Moses as the example because when he told Moses to go to the top of the mountain and bring his tablet and his pen because he was giving him some information that he needed to tell the people on how to live their life the way God wanted them to live their life. And when he wrote out those 10 commandments and when God was done, he went down and what we call nowadays publishing, he went down and spoke out the message that God gave him on the tablet, which is what we call now publishing. So when you publish our book, when you're a scribal writer, you're now giving your message to everyone and everyone that picks it up and reads it gets the instructions, gets the inspiration, gets the motivation, gets the hope, the faith, whatever might be lost. So there's different levels of being a scribal writer. God will use you to give instruction. God will use you to give back hope. God will use you to give you it, give somebody else inspiration that might be going through what you wrote about. Your story is a message for somebody else, is a testimony and a testament for somebody else. So what greater way, especially for those that love to read? And nowadays, reading, you can do it audio, mm. you can do it ebook, mm -hmm. or you can get the hard copy. So it, they made it so easy for books mm. that you don't necessarily have to get the hard copy. You can get the audio or the ebook. And the ebook, you know, sometimes can go on sale for 99 cents. Sometimes they give the book eBooks away for free on Kindle, on Amazon and, and platforms like that. So it was really exciting because when you're a scribal writer, that's just saying I'm sitting still the same way Moses sat still and I'm allowing God to be my ink pen. So as I'm writing, I am flowing on paper as God is flowing through me to relay the message to his people. Oh my God. So well, that's, that's how my journey began. You better break that thing down and make look, write the vision, make it plain for us. Yes. The assignment that God has given us. I love it. Come on, Alicia, where you been? I don't know who you are. <laughs> connect, make this thing rock. Look, it's all about connecting to new people. God is mm -hmm. shifting our mindset. I remember one of my girlfriends put on her page. She said, no more new friends. I looked, I said, oh, what kind of devil is in this time and season? God wants us to shift relationships. Mm -hmm. Stop saying no more new friends. Because basically what you're telling God is, I'm not ready for change. I'm not ready for newness. Mm -hmm. And I called her. I said, you need to take that off your plate, God. I don't have time. I said, guess what? Your mind needs to start looking at you. Because God has sent mm -hmm. people your way to shift your mindset. But you got to yes. be ready to shift. Mm -hmm. You got to be ready for the shift. You got to be ready to connect with people that's doing what you're trying to do. You yep. cannot be mediocre and think you're going to make it in heaven. It ain't going to work. No. Nope. You got to step into the deep. I talk, I tell my ambassadors all the time, and I see a lot of them are coming in. You have to learn how to step into the deep. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Laurel. Pastor Laurel is in here. Um, who else is in here? Let's talk to some of these people that's in here. Let's have a conversation. Um, Dr. Miata, I see you in here. Come on in here. Kimberly, um, I talked to her already, I spoke to her already. Um, a neighbor, Brooke, she said, come on, scribe a writer. Come on. Praise God. That's right. That's what it's all about. We have to learn how to support one another. 
We can do all this right here, but baby, it's it's the actions for me. It's the actions, yes. It's the actions, and God will send strangers for me. Yes, strangers to bless you. Mm -hmm. So don't never limit God. You cannot limit God. So tell us about this book. Come on with the book. So from the pit of pain to the paradigm of purpose, that was a shift in my life, mm. and it was a shift in my life because I was a poet. I was like David, like the Psalms, the book of Psalms. I wrote poetry. That was my form of writing. And that's what I was used to. And because I have a love and a passion for poetry. So anytime I would write, even in writing in my journals, they would always end up in a poem format. So God shifted me and said, now I'm giving you a new project. I want you to write an anthology. A who? An anthology. I said, "What? what is that? He said, so you're going to share your story, but it's not going to be in the content of a poem. It's actually going to be a message that's going to be read according to what in the process that I, I brought you through. Yes, I took you through a metamorphosis to your purpose, which is one of the programs that I have, mentorship programs that I have. But in addition, I want you to talk about the pit of pain and the paradigm of your purpose. Mm. So that's where the title came from the pit of pain to the paradigm of purpose, because at the time that everything and everything that God had promised me and he, I started to see the manifestations of it, I was still in my pit of pain when he released my husband to me. But I didn't know that he was my husband. I was still in the pit of pain when he had me be like Abraham and pack up and leave a town where I know everybody, my family, my friends, my job, everything is there to go to a town where I know nobody to what we would call start over, but it really wasn't starting over. It was just an expansion and an increase for me. I was still in my pit of pain, but I had to trust God. And what happened was he pulled me out of that pit of pain and he planted me on the path of the paradigm of my purpose. Because as soon as I got to this town, my life began to unfold. My purpose began to make sense. Everything that he called me to do started to unravel and unfold even down to my husband. Come on now. My husband had been in front of me for that entire year, but because I was stuck or I felt stuck in this pit of pain, I couldn't even see that my husband, the thing that I prayed for, the thing that I made my request known, my heart's desire was there all of these years, but I was looking all around him every which way, left, right, up, down, roundabout in the circle because I was blinded by my pain. But there was purpose in my pain because my pain is what gave me my story and also gave me the voice of hope that I have for other people and able to be in the position to be the voice to the voiceless and to be able to be that advocate for those that feel like my voice is worthless. My voice is not important. What I have to say doesn't matter. Oh, nobody want to hear about my story. Yes, somebody does need to hear about your story because your story will help somebody else that might be thinking about, I'm going to commit suicide. That might be thinking about, oh, I'm throwing in the towel, giving up. Oh, it doesn't matter what happens to my life from this day forward. It don't matter. It just don't matter. Yes, it does matter. Yes, you are enough. Yes, you are worthy. Yes, you have worth. Yes, you do have value. But here's the thing. The caveat of it is painful. 
Mm. The caveat to your purpose is painful. It doesn't feel good. Anytime, just like we go to the gym to get comfortable, to gain weight or gain muscle. When we first work out, guess what? We're going to go through some pain because we're stretching muscles that we've never used before. So whether you have to stretch your muscle of faith, whether you have to stretch your muscle of using your voice, whether you have to stretch your muscle of obedience, you're going to go through some pain and feel the stretching and feel like you're being expanded. But with that expansion, you begin to grow. And now the coat that he first told you to put on that was too big. Now, all of a sudden, it begins to fit. Speak. So God took me from my pit of pain and said, come on, daughter. Now I'm going to plant you in your land of milk and honey. Here is where you will begin to see your promises and everything that I promised you. I needed to make sure that you were settled first and you were ready. That was the key. You were ready to receive everything that I have for you. Because if he gave it to me while I was in my pit of pain, I would have destroyed it. And I would have damaged it and I would have had to go through the process all over again. So sometimes when we ask God for our heart's desires, we have to wait on God to release it to us when we're ready. We think we're ready, but we're really not. So when I desire to be a wife, at first I wanted to be a wife, but God said, you're more than a wife. You're a kingdom wife. There's a difference. So when I desire to be somebody's wife, God said, no, I'm going to prepare you. I'm going to do you an even better one and prepare you to be a kingdom wife for my kingdom. Hmm. So in that preparation process, I had to wait. This is why, again, my husband was blinded. I was blinded and did not see that he was my husband because I was not ready to be the wife that I needed to be to him, which was that kingdom wife. Not only speaking his love language, but also speaking the language of purpose, speaking into his purpose. Mm. So I had to learn all of these things along the way. And God began to show me the diary of a single mom series. That's my journey. And the from the pit of pain just gives the conclusion. Hmm. The journey of being a single mom, diary of a single mom series, it was teaching and it was, I was sharing the message of how God took me through the metamorphosis to my purpose and being developed into being a kingdom wife, a kingdom mother, and a kingdom woman, a kingdom ambassador for God. Hmm. So I went through some painful thoughts and where he had to retrain my mind. He had to renew my mind. He had to transform my heart. He had to give me a new heart. He had to give me a renewed right spirit. I had to go through surgery physically and spiritually. My God. In order to receive what God had for me, I had to change my perception so that there was no distortion. And it, my, my reception, when he began to speak to me, could no longer be distorted. But I had to first change my outlook. How did I look at God? How did I look at the things of God and the things that he already had blessed me with? What do I see? I never forget the day the Lord told me, take off your glasses and tell me, what do you see? Can you see me in the midst of the pain? Can you see what I'm doing and why the storm is necessary? Can you still count it all joy? Can you still praise, put your hands up and say, Lord, I thank you. Can you still say, in spite of it all, I still thank you. I still praise you. Although I can't see it, I still believe it. That's that blind faith. 
when you're walking in faith blindly, because when we walk by faith, we don't walk by sight. So can you still say what happens when God says it's time to rebuild? And God plants you in a place that looks so deserted. Mm. Looks just like Canaan did. Canaan was a desert. Yes. But he said that was the land of milk and honey. That was promised land. But can you see what God is trying to show you? Although in the natural eye, it looks nothing like a desert. I just went on a hiking trip and God said, tell me what you see. You see. And I was so excited when I made it to the top of the mountain, because when I got to the top of the mountain and I looked around me, my natural eye saw nothing but a deserted place of wilderness. But when I looked deeper within, I saw the beauty of God's creation. As I heard the trees moving and I heard the animals making a sound, it was so peaceful. I felt like God had took me behind the veil and said, daughter, this is the experience behind the veil. (sighs) So when I tell you that that pit is necessary, Sometimes we can't climb out of it because it's not time. The best place to be is in that place of darkness where it seems like everything is hovering because guess what? The same way when a seed is planted, it's buried in the dirt first and then it begins to sprout out and grow. But it must be watered and nurtured and taken care of first. So can you make room for God to have you to grow and sprout out of the dirt and sprout out of that darkness and pull you out of that pit that you might be in? Can you still see God in the midst of the pain? So you talked about being a kingdom wife. Yes, ma'am. Kingdom wife. That's powerful. And I have a lot of wives on the show now. Are you a kingdom wife? Because there's a difference. (laughs) There is. There's a difference. There's a difference. My God, my God. And it's so important to be equally yoked to that man. Mm -hmm. And to learn that my first husband was, was a mess. Because I was a mess and he was a mess. So you have to be honest with yourself. And and women, we don't want to be honest. We want to point fingers on what he did, he did, he did. But what did you do? Mm-hmm. She said she wasn't ready. Because God had to fix her, shape her, mold her. Hashtag kingdom wife. If you know you are a kingdom wife, I want to hear you put on here. Hashtag kingdom wife. And you, if you can't write down hashtag kingdom wife, that means we got some re- regrouping to do. Mm-hmm. Are you kingdom minded. I had to learn that profit with my husband, this husband that married mine, the husband God gave me. (laughs) I had to learn that because, you know, when we get married, some people marry for for all kinds of reasons. Mm -hmm. I married my husband because I knew we was destiny partners. We knew we had love. We had ministry to do. Mm-hmm. We know we had it. Like we knew that. And, and, and the struggle was real. It was real. It was real. The struggle was real with me. <laughs> Cause I'm so used to doing what I wanted to do. And my husband told me, he said, listen, either I'm a lead 
or you gonna leave. Mm-hmm. If I leave, we're gonna be okay. But if you leave, it ain't gonna be okay. So because <laughs> <laughs> when you used to having control, mm-hmm. it's hard to submit. Come on, somebody today. Yes. When God send you who He has designed for you, I ain't trying to be funny. It comes so natural. It does. It does. And here's the thing about that. It it, it does. It does. The thing is, so I'm 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 gonna add a little bit to that because kingdom wife and wife, I'm gonna help y'all. Because I know some are asking, what is the difference? What is the difference? Wife, kingdom wife. I mean, there's just one word added in front of the other. What's the difference? A wife will marry preference. A kingdom wife is going to marry purpose and into her purpose. A wife is just like, oh, I'm just the trophy. I got the title. I's married now. A kingdom wife is I'm going to pray. I'm going to speak into his purpose. I'm going to align myself. And here is how it starts. In your singleness, that three-stranded cord is you, yourself, and God. So can you be submissive to God? Because if you can be submissive to God, that means you can be submissive to your husband. But if you're not submissive to God and willing, have the willingness to surrender to God, and your three-stranded cord is a little wiggly and loose, and you're missing the middle piece. It's just you and yourself, but where is God? God is the centerpiece of it all, and is what's going to connect yourself and you together and make it one. That's it. So you have to build yourself. And in preparation... While you're gleaming in the field, being about your father's business, I like to call him my daddy. Mm. While you being about, while we are being about our daddy's business, guess what? Your husband's sitting back and he looking. Wait. Oh, let me check. Okay. I want to know about that one. She's shining a little bright, extra bright. Let me see what she is about. And even in that case, when they do come along, You still, God is a jealous God. God got to know that even after I release the husband, will I still be first in your life? Or are you going to put your husband before me? So can you still be? Because the thing about it, the man that God has for you is going to be so in sync with you and your purpose and where God is taking you. Y'all going to do it together. Y'all going to build the empire of purpose together. So your purpose plus his purpose equals a double purpose that now has expanded to the point where you become a power couple by God. So those that are in the waiting room, those that are that like Miss Kimberly like to say, she's on here. She has she's the she's the waiting teacher. She got this um the waiting room. Those that are in the waiting room, listen, allow God to work on you. Don't be no pay. Listen, this is my third go round, and I'm willing to be transparent about that. I'd have married married twice. Why? Because I was marrying for all the wrong reasons. I just knew I wanted the title, but it ain't about the title. Baby. 
What is it? I, when I got to the place where my mindset was changed and I said, you know what, God, I'm tired of the roller coasters and going in circles over and over and trying and trying and trying, looking for love in all the wrong places. Why? Because I did not know who I was. I didn't know what my purpose was. So how can I marry purpose when I don't even know my own purpose? So was I really marrying purpose or was I just getting married just because it was something to do? Hmm. Come on, purpose. So when you marry purpose, listen, you got to understand purpose first. You got to understand your own purpose to begin with and how you understand your purpose first. You got to understand your identity. Who are you authentically? Minus the title, minus the degree. Minus your position, who are you? Because you could take profit off my name. Alicia Brown, yes, I'm a noble kingdom woman, child of God that moves when God tells me to move. Oh, God. I am a tree planted by the rivers of living water. You want to come see about Alicia Brown? Come see about me. You ain't got to see about the prophet because the prophet, that's just, that's my assignment. Come on. But that's not who I am. Come on. That's what God assigned me to do for the kingdom. But that's not who I am. That does not identify. But my name, Alicia Brown, look up your name and see what it means and why your mama named you that. You'll be surprised. It'll explain so much. Hmm. So find out who you are first and fall in love with you first. Then once you do that, then your purpose will make sense and what your purpose is. Then you'll begin to get your assignments and then everything else falls into place. But it starts with your identity first. That's my from the pit of pain to the paradigm of purpose. In my pit of pain, I didn't know who I was. I was a chameleon trying to be everybody else but my own self because I wanted to fit in so bad. So why not? Let me be Puerto Rican for a day. Let me be Hispanic for a day. Let me be this person for a day. Let me be Bonquisha for a day and be ghetto for a day. Let me be, I was being everything else but who I was. Why? Because I did not know. It's crazy because in the physical, I went through identity death when somebody stole my social, but I also went through it spiritually as well because I didn't know who I was. I was lost within my own identity. So God had to start over and say, come on, we're going, I'm taking you down to the egg all the way to the bottom, and then you're going from the egg to the caterpillar. You still ain't going to really see who you are, but come on to this Christmas because I need you to fall in love with you. It's just me, you, and yourself, and you're going to fall in love with the things that you like, the things that you love, and you're going to be strong, firm, bold, courageous in who you are. So when it came down to me coming out of my being pushed out of my chrysalis and now I'm waiting on the things of God because I'm not ready to soar yet because God is still working on me. So now I'm at that stage of a butterfly with my wings dry. Mm. 
I'm waiting for my wings to dry. And then that very moment where God said, go, daughter, I present you faultless. But you got to be ready. Gotta be ready. Don't how fight the process. Flow. You're ready. How do you? How do you? How did you know when you was ready? God would started giving me assignments. The very first day, because in the beginning, when God told me who I was, even down to what my assignment was, when He gave me Jeremiah one and five that I was a prophet to many nations. I didn't receive it. Neither did I believe it. It took a process. I went to church one day and the Lord had me speak to my spiritual father in the open mm -hmm. and share a word with him about our next place and where the church was going. Mm -hmm. It was on that day. The Lord told me, he said, you keep trying to abort your assignment. Mm. The more you try to abort it, the more I'm going to expose you. And God kept having me to flow prophetically. Hmm. I would see stuff. I would know stuff. And people is like, I know that came from God. Edward. And my spiritual father was like that gift and who you are. And he began to pour into me and speak to me. Mm -hmm. And thereafter, God continued to give me assignments, just like he did Ezekiel mm -hmm. in, the, in the thing of bones, in the dead bones, in the valley of dead bones. Right. He kept giving him assignments. And through those assignments, the boldness and the confidence began to build up because it was like, oh, snap, I had this is all I had to do all along. Why wasn't I doing it? Right. So through the assignments that God gave Ezekiel, Ezekiel realized his authority. He realized his full assignment. He realized his power and what God had given him to do. Hmm. So now that he understood it, just like with school, we hmm. learn it. We get assignment to make sure we understand what we learned. Right. So God presented, daughter, you one of my prophets. Now I'm going to put you and give you assignments. I need you to speak, 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 speak. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I wouldn't speak and I would journal it. My God. And then the Lord would have me go back and read the journal. And I'd, I'd be mind blown because I'd be like, oh, my God, that happened. Oh, my God, that happened. And the more it started happening, the more conf my confidence began to build up. And the more I began to trust it. And trust what God had put in me and what he was calling me to do and calling me to be. Right. Oh, it took a process. I ain't going to act like it was overnight now. It took some years. It wasn't no six months, two weeks, three weeks. No, it took some years. Hmm. And I'm going to tell y'all something. Once you find out who you are in God and your main assignment in God, oh, it don't stop there. Your metamorphosis does not stop there because every time that you go deeper in God, every time God elevates you to a higher dimension and to a new place, guess what? Your metamorphosis starts over because it's a new place. Jesus. And that's what I'm experiencing right now. I done went from the pain, the pit of pain. I'm on, I, now... I'm operating in my purpose and 
I'm war I'm living the life of that of the promises God has in my life and things are manifesting. However, now God had me somewhere else. And now I'm at the very beginning again. I'm going through my metamorphosis process again because this place that he has me in is totally new. And it's uncomfortable because it's stuff that I've been fighting with that I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. But God is like, uh, obedience is better than sacrifice. Ooh, I just said that, God. You better know what to <laughs> <laughs> I just told, I just literally just told my herbacitors that, like, God will send people. Let me tell you something, man. You are my confirmation on today. You're my first interview. Wow. Out of, out of 80 people, I'm interviewing the next two, three, four weeks. And you have set the tone for this daggone tour. I gotta bring you back on my show. And I look at my on my personal page. All these comments, you know, they, up, they going in, y'all. Y'all going. I see y'all. You got two uh, two other people about to inbox you for interviews. Tiffany Nicole has on radio, so she wants you to come on her show. Okay. And uh, Chantel, hey Chantel from Memphis, she wants you on her show in Memphis. Come on, international speaker. Wow, come on. Look, God, God, and I'm the kind of person I don't mind sharing. So, <laughs> Alicia, tell them how they can find you. Yes, you can find me. I am on Facebook. My name on Facebook is Alicia Brown. I'm also on Clubhouse as well. I have a club on Clubhouse called Prospering Purpose Academy. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at, at Alicia.Brown. Or you can also send me an email at alicia.brown at empower, E-M-P-O-W-E-R, me, movement.com. Or you can go to the website, empowermemovement.com as well. And then I have a text line too, which is 864-507-5. I don't use it that much, so y'all forgive me. 5883. Just put her... Um... Put your number at the bottom of the comments when we finish up, and then they'll just see it on the round of time. Yeah, you I don't I don't use it that much. I don't know what I I remember it one day, and then another day I don't remember it. But yeah, that is right. It's eight six four five zero seven five eight eight three. I got it. Yay! <laughs> but yes, yeah, so you can text me on that line as well. Um, and let's connect. Look, it, it's time to get the word out and it's definitely time to be obedient. And if you would like to purchase a copy of my book, if you would like an autographed copy, here is the book right here. It is from the pit of pain to the paradigm of purpose. It is an anthology. Now it's a collaboration book. I am not, that's another thing. The Lord, I did my first collaboration with co-authors. That, that was a first for me. It was my first anthology and first collaboration. So uh, God is expanding me beyond what I'm used to. So I, I really enjoyed it. Their stories are phenomenal. You definitely do not want, listen, this is a good know, If you want them to come on, we can interview them on the show. You're not a couple of okay. I will definitely let them know. Those who authors and watching my show, if you got your own book, inbox me on Dr. Um, Nikki Ziegler, um, the combo Nikki or Dr. Nikki, either way, one of us are going to reach out and touch you and say, come on in. We'll see your link and you can book what day you got. You're, you're free. Um, also, don't forget, I have a, um, I wrote a planner. Let me tell them about this planner. Hold on, y'all. No, look, help me. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I got a planner. 
um, that I have organized for women in business, Christian women in business, called the Ultimate Planner, um, 90 day business planner for everyday Christian women. And this planner is about 200 smart pages. We got business prayer in there. We got a herpreneur checklist in there. We have an action plan, a successful plan, a herpreneur business cards layout, competition um, analysis. We got a photo shoot planner. Uh, we got a plan, the 90 day affirmations, quarterly goal, monthly goals, weekly goals, daily goals. So if you're interested in getting my planner, guys, I promise you, I am the girly girl who, the bling girl, as they say. So I have that. And also, I wrote two books myself, which is Hey, um, hey Girl, Let's Get You Branded. And um, I'm all about branding, Coach Alicia. I mean, uh, Prophet. What's Coach Alicia to you? I forgot your coach. <laughs> right, but I always respect Prophet. So, you know, I'm, I'm all about protocol. So, Amen. if you're interested in connecting with me, please connect. Um, listen, we have a lot, a lot of things going on. We got to keep the momentum going in, in ministry. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So definitely. I'm just so happy. This is the show. other book here. The Diary, the of of single, Diary of a Single Mom series. It's three okay. books that I combine into one. So this is the other book. If anyone wants to purchase that book as well, um, autograph copy. What you can do is make one here your email address and uh, website where they, where they can go and purchase it from. Put it in the comments. So we can have it in case they need to find you um, so we can keep the momentum going. You probably get a lot of phone calls off my interviews. Um, my herbacidas, they love loving on people. So you probably get some inboxes or saying, hey, join my show. Because I have a couple of people have podcasts I'm connected to. I have a couple of people have their own TV show. So if they Amen. said Dr. Moody told me to call, then probably more likely I did tell them to call. So just look out for it. Okay. You know, well connected. Um, and I love sharing information. So we, we, we are not afraid of that. So. Oh yes, definitely, well, definitely. Listen, this was good. On Facebook, so don't forget to accept my friend request. I definitely will. I certainly will, and we definitely will connect after this. And I'll be more than glad to come back as well. It would be my pleasure. All right, <laughs> nice meeting you again, Prophet. You take nice care. Nice meeting you too.